in five, four, three, two. Oh, your two. video's all messed up. Huh? The grainy. So do you kind of. Totally Damn it. Weird. What the f*** is going on? What the F-bomb? <sighs> Let's see. Oh, wait. And you're on live for episode six, episode six for those of you listening in Spanish. Oh, so what do you know, man? <sighs> I'm installing hardwood floors, laminate flooring, and I'm tired and I'm way, way behind on everything I have to do. I'm behind on it all. My office looks like a mess. I'm barely getting my orders out on time, but floors are great. Have you thought about giving up? Yes, most pretty much when we started. Thing about the laminate is once you get going, you're good. But getting started is a pain in the butt, especially if you've never done it before. Why? What well, do you mean? Well, just knowing like what's it supposed to, how it's supposed to interlock, and how it's supposed to fit, and you're you know you have to be a certain you know, you have to be a three eighths inch off of off of the walls to allow for expansion. Ugh, it, was, it was just a mess. But once you, I mean, shoot, once you get it going, I mean, my wife did our entire bedroom by herself. So, pretty. You are uh, very mean. Pretty awesome. Can't believe you made her do all that. All right. I got po- I got podcasts to do, and I mean, we know how important this is. You're not going to get an objection from me. Yeah. So. You know. So yeah, but it's been a um it's been a good month though, for sure. Good. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I know we both set a goal. We actually set the same goal mm-hmm. and you've knocked it out of the park and I have gone, you know, well beyond what I thought you know, I would have done this month and it, and we still have a couple we still have what four days, five days. Yeah, I think we hit the goal. We hit our stretch goal like four Early days this, ago. Yeah. Yeah, like four days ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I I have actually I'm within like a hundred bucks of my next month's goals, which is more, you know, than this month's goals. So that 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 to me is crazy. That that kind of shows the power of actually setting goals. In a timeline and a date, you know, just saying, hey, you're going to do it in this timeline. You kind of you adjust on the fly to make sure it happens, you know, and you don't you don't do that if you don't have those goals set. I wasn't even planning on (laughs) on getting on a rant about goals, (laughs) but it's important, though. It really is. Yeah, it, it is. And it's something that, you know. I preach a lot to some of my entrepreneur friends and stuff. And it's just, you know, like I need to do it myself, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, the, the advice you give is, is best taken by yourself. I just made that up. You can, you can credit me for any memes or. No, I can, I can, I can, I can relate for sure. 
but yeah, so next month, you know, we're, we're going to have to <sighs> almost kind of have to up the goal from what we were thinking. Yeah. But then it's like, man, can I keep it going? No. Well, see the, the, the good part about this, we are almost in October. We're a couple days away from October, October, November, December. Let's be honest. It's not going to be hard to get goals. We actually need to up our goals to push ourselves even harder. Yeah. 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 Especially, um, God, November is going to be fun. November, December is going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast in the bank account. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, it is. eBay. Oh, I just love, I love eBay during the holidays. I can but, get my molester van. Maybe. <laughs> that's true. You got to tell people about that. Oh, God. I, I'm going to post some pictures on, yes, on, please on post Instagram. The, post the pictures that you posted that you gave me. It looked like you were trying to steal those vans. <sighs> It was creepy. It's just like think. Imagine the 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 creepiest white van you possibly can with just moonlight illuminating the van, and it being like pitch black otherwise. In in, in the swamp, the backwoods of Louisiana. Yeah, that's exactly where they are. <laughs> they are down a long, dark country road. <laughs> that is scary. That is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a bunch of spider webs in them too, and I know that you are a fan. Nope, no, that's one thing I don't do. I can do snakes, mice, really, cockroaches. I can do it all. Can't do spiders. I, no, no. Nope. I watched Arachnophobia when I was too young, <laughs> and it it ruined me. Spiders hate, don't bother me. It's a I hate to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I hate to say that spiders don't bother me because you got like brown recluse and, you know, black widows and stuff around here. So like those spiders. Yeah, those scare me just because of the what they can do to you. But those spiders don't don't bother me. Snakes, I, not really that much, but they're snakes to me are more of a, you know, you're not going to get most spiders. I say most because some of them do jump, but most of them aren't going to jump at you from, you know. Yeah. away a snake will will get you <laughs> yeah, for the most part they're gonna they're gonna it will the snakes you you sneak up on them and yeah um, they react yeah. but you know i um i it's the spiders it's the craziest thing i can look at a spider and i know that spider's not gonna hurt me but i have this like i just i have this just natural reaction in my body that just makes me just cringe and i don't i can't control it can't control it you you worked at a place one time that had horrible spiders, right? Tarantulas. That's your fucking, fucking tarantulas. And I wasn't told this is in North Texas, and I wasn't told that there were tar actual tarantulas. It's making me, it's giving me goosebumps right now. Like, ugh, god dang. So, and I'll tell you a story. It's like my like second day on the job here, and we sell we're selling these like cots that these like camping cots, and underneath it we keep um the case, the bag for the cot. And this, and this guy comes up to me. He says, Hey, he's like, I think there's a tarantula under that bag. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Right? Like a tarantula, like tr those live in like the rainforest or like the Amazon somewhere. Like they don't, 
they're you know that you just don't or maybe it's like in a zoo or like a petting or like a store or something you buy them like they're you think he was messing with you yeah yeah anyway i i didn't know tarantulas i didn't know that was like a legit thing like i knew i thought that those were like exotic spiders from some other land yeah no so i'm like i said are you serious yeah absolutely so i go back there i get i guess i said there's a fucking tarantula under this bag. I'm like, oh yeah, they're here all the time. Oh, I about died. Sure enough, sure enough, and it's making my skin crawl right now. I've got goose. I don't know if you can see the goosebumps or the hair standing up on my arm. They pull the bag, and there's just a little fucker going. Oh god, god, look at the goosebumps. And this this fucking spider just like all the way across the store, and then the guy comes up and just smashes him so are we talking about furry pet store size tarantulas like that size tarantula like and i mean i would say a good a good six inches across if you were to spread it's if you were to spread it its legs out it was a good six inches across i see i couldn't we can go back to i'm not really that afraid of spiders a spider that big's not in to me that's not a spider that's like a that's a small furry animal it's too big it's way too big and you know, they have huge fangs too right yeah it wasn't the last one it was not the last we i probably found like three or four of them and i i swear I, it was like the, and they said you know in the country you could just see them crossing the road like that was just a normal thing like out in the country so did did how did they get there? Did someone bring them there, or is that normal? It's normal. They live out there. There's tarantulas naturally. They live in North Texas. Now they're not like they're not like the Discovery Channel tarantulas that you see. That's like five foot wide tarantulas, but like they're not like huge. Is that a real thing? Not at all. But like a like a tw- yeah. I mean, you've seen them. Like you've seen these huge the birds eating tarantulas or whatever. No, but these things were God. They were freaking scary. We have gone it. way out. That's okay. On, in left field. That's okay. We do things like this, though. We do. This is this is totally okay. So if you're in North Texas and you're driving down a country road and you see things on the road, don't get out. <laughs> don't get out. You will die. <laughs> you will definitively die. You will die. And then, of course, everybody thought it was hilarious to fuck with me from then on out because they knew I had an issue with uh, spiders. And, um, yeah. Not good. Not good. Well, either way, great story. Yeah. Sad I'd love story. to hear more. But oh, I've got more. No, got, I haven't. Okay. I don't. I, I can tell you all about mm. it. Let's uh let's talk about something we were talking about just before the podcast. And uh I think this is something people are going to be able to relate to, really. I don't I know that you feel a little bit of shamed uh of how many times you do it a day. Yes, checking seller app. <laughs> we should have left that a little longer so people could kind of use their imagination. They know. They know if you sell on Amazon, you're checking that thing every 10 seconds. How many times do you think you check it a day? I don't know. I would be embarrassed if I actually found out. But really? a lot, every time I pick up my phone, I check it just about. I say more than once. Once what? Every time you pick up your phone. 
sometimes. Yeah. Or is it every time you open your phone? Well, you you have a you have a nice phone that opens when you look at it. Yeah. No. My I, phone uh, still has a headphone jack. I probably remember those. <laughs> yes, I remember the headphone. Yeah. No. That uh, I'm gonna check it right now. Actually. Okay. Yep. Yeah, checked it. I'm good. No. Every single time I open my phone, I I check it, and sometimes I check it multiple times. Same and here. I would be embarrassed to find out how many times I actually check it. I think this is a normal thing, though. I I really do. I here here's the thing. Here's here's a measure of success when you no longer have to look at that thing so often. You know you've you're to you a think? point. Yeah. If yeah, if you're making if you're doing so well that like you you don't have to check that thing so often. Like like it's just such a steady sales number yeah. every day yeah. that, that it's, it doesn't right. It's so predictable that you get to the point where it's just like you know, it's not something that you're checking. I agree I with that. That's when you've, yeah. I think that's when you made it. But, uh, that'll be years, if not forever away yes. for us. No, no, it won't be three to five years. I'm telling Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Five years. I'll have a warehouse. I'll be free and clear of any full time job responsibilities. No, you'll have a full-time job that I don't own. Yeah. I will own I will own my own uh I'll own my own business and own my own destiny, you know. Amen to that. Um so let's let's kind of jump into some stuff here. I want I want to talk a little bit about um Q4 and and what it takes to make it through a Q4 with you know, make a Q4 the best it can be. Uh, because I, we both actually had our first Q4 last year. Um, I was able to sell toys and stuff and, and you unfortunately weren't just because of their, um, you know, their restrictions. Uh, and even though I was able, you know, to sell toys and stuff, I didn't have the capital and, the name of the game in Q4 is capital. You know, it's cash flow. There's a bunch of different ways to get it. Um, at the end of the day, you need to kind of tailor it to your own business and, and to what kind of sales numbers you are doing and, and what kind of cash that you're comfortable with, you know, borrowing for a little bit, you know, maybe 30 days at a time, maybe a couple months. Uh, you know, some people will borrow money to get through the whole Q4. Some people will borrow money for the month, whatever, you know, everybody's situation is different, but uh, everybody's situation is the same as well because everybody needs money. You have to have that cash uh, flow to, to, to keep the business running. There's no way around it. Yeah. And we were talking about, about <laughs> we were having a conversation off air, like talking about how it's like, you got to be careful with how hard you go with things. And it's like, okay, do I buy 12? Do I buy 24, 36, 48? You know? And I think, I think if you can get, if you can have the capital that will make those decisions easier, you know, and not have to worry about tying up, you know, the bulk of your, your money into one item and having the ability, like 
if I have to, that can sit for a couple months. You know what I'm saying? And it could tie up a few thousand dollars or a few hundred dollars, depending on what, you know, where you're at. If you if you if you can do that, if you can say, okay, you know, this is I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna invest thousand dollars on this product, and if it doesn't, you know, and if the market gets flooded with with more sellers, it's okay if it sits for a few months, you know. And I mean, it's not ideal, but you know, I I think I think even this past past week before last. It was like, okay, we have to stop buying these things. Like we have to we have to hold off. Like I don't want to put all my eggs in this basket where you know because now, you only have so much room in that basket because right. of cash flow. Exactly. Right? And 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 you know, you know, you gotta take into account that you're not gonna get that money for like three or four weeks. Like, I mean Minimum. Minimum. You know, you 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 buy it, you pack it, it hits the if you're fast, it'll hit the uh, distribution centers about a week after you buy it. And then once it gets there. <laughs> yeah, at minimum. Yeah, at minimum. And then once it gets there, it can be, you know, held up in fulfillment center transfers, you know, heading to different, you know, like different fulfillment centers. And it could be hung up in that for weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, and so, you know, you got to be willing to be without that money for quite a while. Um, Cause you're not going to see it for a long time. What uh, that also means too, is that say you're doing a credit card. Well, the, the smartest way to use a credit card is to pay it off every month. So you don't incur the interest interest charges. So your timeline there from the time you buy that product, you've are, you've created that credit card charge when you buy that product. So you have, like you said, a week minimum to get it to your warehouse. Uh, then you may have another couple weeks, depending on where it's going from there. Then you have to sell it. Then you have to wait two weeks for Amazon to pay you for it. Sometimes more if somebody returns it, whatever. So yeah, you could be a month and a half out mm-hmm. on something you know that you've paid for on a credit card, and that's. Yeah, and I don't know get, where I was going with that, to be honest with you. Well, no, and then you get charged the interest, and then that eats all your profit, and you've done a whole lot for nothing. And Perfect so, team. Yeah, so, you know, I think, you know, you just got to be careful, and that's why, you know, especially with Amazon FBA, you don't want to start with debt. You want to make sure you're, you're, you know, you're using the cash, whatever, whatever amount it may be, using the cash you have, and then building, kind of building that that emergency fund just like you would in your normal life, but building like a business emergency fund. If, if something happens or you get a listing that gets shut down due to all these ridiculous different reasons. Um, So what do you suggest the, like just somebody beginning, just somebody with, with a couple hundred bucks in their pocket and uh, you know, access to a couple clearance items or, or just, you know, what would your advice be going into Q4? Say say they have the sales to be able to sell, you know, to be ungated in toys and such. I mean, that's tough for me because I would say eBay. Yeah. Uh, simply because there's a lot of people that, you know, 10 months out of the year won't touch eBay, but they will when it comes to the holidays because they know that's kind of always been the place to go to get these. You know, you're going to pay ridiculous amounts of money. 
but that's eBay has always been that place to find this stuff that's sold out. Right. You know, so, you know, do you it, think it will continue to be? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, cause Amazon, you know, you're going to have the same pricing issues with Amazon. Just, I mean, that, that and that's depending on, on what I don't know that that's the case this yeah. year. Right. That, that could be very different this year because we, we really don't know what Amazon's going to do, you know, but I think that, I think if, if you've, if you're starting out with a small amount, go for hot toys during Q4, PayPal, you know, you have PayPal, you have access to those funds, you know, depending on how old your account is, you know, if you've, if you had that account open for 90, more than 90 days, you'll have access to the funds immediately. A maximum of five days, I think, you'll have access, even no matter what your, you know, how how new or old your account is, right? It, it it's once it's been delivered, right? Then you have, then you can ask them to unlock your, you know, your unavailable balance. It's PS, but it's the first ninety days. You kind of got to get past it. But I just got, um, not sorry to interrupt, but I just got when I logged into PayPal today, it asked me if I wanted. What did it say? Funds now? What do they call it? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? about? It just happened. I, I think you asked me about it or saw, I, I saw a post about it, something where your front funds are immediately available. Well, mine are immediately available now. Like, I mean, there's no... But I had to oh, opt in. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Are you talking about... You're talking about Amazon. Mm-mm. No, I'm talking about PayPal. Your money's not available immediately? Well, it is now, apparently. Oh, apparently, well. this is old news for people like you. But well, I mean, after you, if you have a count in good standing for ninety days, then you're there are no restrictions. They're well, not- apparently, I'm ninety days into good standing. That's interesting. You need to check on that. <laughs> no, I, I think it's something no, new because I, I saw you, somebody post about it the other day. I thought you were talking about Amazon. We had a conversation about Amazon. Yeah, you know, no, that's there's that, like a no, service. This is different. This is this this is PayPal today. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon has a. They advertise some company that's like get paid daily, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what sellability or se- payability. Pay maybe like payability. I don't even want to know what they charge for that service. I can't it, remember. I I know. I've looked into it, or you know, heard about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think it was too much. But, I mean, that's another option for people going into Q4. You know, sometimes the access, you know, the ability to buy a product is more uh, important than, you know, a a 1% or 2% fee that somebody like, I'm pretty sure it's payability. Anyway, they they basically give you a loan until that Amazon uh, payment is cleared after what is it the 14 days so good but if you're um yeah if you're new so i suggest ebay it's just so much easier to get into it without having to have you know uh, tons tons of cash yeah so basically build your bankroll as much as you can until you have the experience and the know-how to buy products you know to to put someone else's money into your products. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you're, you know, you don't start, get impatient. Your account will start to snowball. Like even though you're having to wait like these three or four weeks, you know, to get your return on your investment, 
you know, you're it it it, it kind of adds up and it'll catch up eventually. But that first, you know, little bit's kind of tough to tough to stomach. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, for that first little bit, sometimes you don't even have enough to pay for the seller account when it comes to Amazon. You know, yeah. sometimes they're still charging your credit card instead of taking it out of your available balance. Yeah, I looked at I looked at, I was looking at my inventory lab. I think it was for February, or May or somewhere around there. But I had a negative 18 net profit and eighteen dollars net profit because I was I didn't I kind of ignored Amazon that month. And I think I had like What's- What's bad about that? I had like a hundred and something dollars in sales that month. Wait, I thought negative on your profit was a good thing. Yeah, no, not at all. No. You want that number black, not red. I've got to rethink my business plan now because yeah. this doesn't work. If it's uh, red and it has a little negative, little takeaway. It's bad. Mark, that's not good. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not mixing up the credit and the debits and the... 100% positive. I'm going to have to get my CPA to look at this. I don't, I'm not sure that I believe you. That's, a, that's another good point. Get a CPA. Get yep. a CPA. If you plan on making this a business, don't, don't, don't mess around and, and just do all this stuff on a whim and, and just get somebody that knows what they're doing. Yep. It will save you in the long run. Believe me. Yeah, totally. Um, I think we both have. You have a CPA. I have an mm-hmm. accounting firm that I use. Um, that they, you know, they. Mine has. I, I think yours does too. But mine has like full access to my QuickBooks account. Yeah. And they just fucking. They just do everything for me. I don't do anything. The only thing you I don't do no, anything. I don't. The one thing I do do is I give her my cost of goods because she doesn't know that unless she goes through my receipts, which she's not going to. But like I have to give her my cost of goods and then she handles everything else. That's pretty good. Yeah. Accountant. <laughs> I pay her eighty six dollars an hour. So she better be good. Which she Hey, there's some that, that that ask a lot more than that. I know I, I kind of shopped around some some accountants when I first started and I got referred to unknowingly one of the biggest accounting firms here in the city. Oh yeah, and, tell tell that story. Um well, I don't know really what there is to tell. I, I oh, no, listen. Here's here. Look, you're you're kind of new into the into the business, somewhat new. You've been selling for a few months, but you're you're starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm gonna need help with my accounting. And yeah, go. yeah. So I set up an appointment with this company, and I went. I mean, we're talking about. We're in Louisiana. We're in North Louisiana. There's not really many big buildings. Well, they're in the biggest building in our city. And, you know, I, I go go up to their floor, which they have two of, two entire floors of this building. And uh, go in and I, I have a little meeting with, with the, the person that does the first interview or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, we're talking through all this stuff. I told her I do e-commerce. Uh, I sell on Amazon, eBay, you know, stuff like that. And I use QuickBooks online. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can set you up with somebody, you know, one of our accountants. So a week or two goes by whenever it was. And I went back for my appointment, my initial appointment with, you know, the bookkeeper or accountant that was um, 
uh, assigned to my account. Well, I went in there and I had to show this person how to use QuickBooks Online. She basically told me that they don't use QuickBooks Online. Nobody uses QuickBooks Online. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew I had to look for someone else. I was like, man. And then, then I got, what was it, a $140 bill? And I said, <laughs> I wrote him back and I, I just basically, in, in pretty nice words, just said, like, I'm not paying this. You know, I, I said, I, I did tell him, you know, I, I'll pay my debts. I, I said, I will pay this, but I said, I will never recommend you to anyone. I said, I don't really feel that I should be charged for this because I had to show your employee how to use the program that I told you that I use. And you said it was okay that you would have somebody in the company that, that knew how to, how to work that program. And they ended up saying, you know, no, you're not on the hook for it. You know, we'll, we'll absolve you of that. So, yeah. Okay. You're, you're way better than me. There's no chance in hell I would have paid a penny for that. Only because you said, I specifically asked if you knew how to work with QuickBooks online. Yeah. yeah there's no way I would never pay for that. Yeah. Anyway, that gets, gets me to my next point. I don't know how it does, uh, but actually kind of goes back to a point. Uh, I've said this before. I've never really been one to use credit, uh, but when you start getting into Q4 and you start getting into to longer lead times and stuff, sometimes you have to use credit. Uh, to fund your business. And I've just kind of become okay with with borrowing someone else's money for a little while. And let it, me tell you, knowing you for way too long, that is unfreaking heard of from this guy. So unbearable. I <laughs> I can I just I just know it. But you know it it, it just shows you how you know yeah, how much of a reality it is that you, you know at some point it will help you. You don't have to use it, but it will help you. I almost want to disagree with you. Um, not because technically you're wrong, but I feel that you do have to use it. You know, if you want to scale up and if you want to, you know, actually play ball. Not if you're given a small loan of one million dollars. From your dad. That is true. Where can I sign up for that? Not going to happen. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think being given something like that would make this valuable. You know, I, I think the hard work and the late nights and the, you know, just the excruciatingly slow process of building your money and stuff. I, I think it kind of, I think it's kind of like forging a, a sword, you know, it's just every, 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 every fold of that sword makes it stronger and stronger, you know? So every month <laughs> that you're going and, and you're, you know, having to stretch your dollar and just grind and grind and grind to make that next dollar. You know, I, I think it, it, it just makes the, the sword a better sword. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think, you know, it's it's so much nicer starting with just a few dollars and then you know hopefully in 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 the years to come seeing that just kind of explode into something and it's kind of like it reminds me of a uh, uh an episode of the office <laughs> when 
when Dwight starts trading things, you know, he starts with, with just like a candle. I think it's a candle or something. I think it is. And he just trades up a used up. candle. Yeah, a used candle, and he just keeps trading it and trading it and trading it. And um, no, a thumb a uh, uh, a push pin. Yeah, push pin. That's what he started with. He did end up. Yeah, he got he a can- Traded a push pin for the candle, traded the candle for like some books or some telescope. Ended up with a telescope, whatever. But the point is, is you can, and you can literally do that. Like if you really wanted to take the time, you could take, you know, something so small and then start just trading and, 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 you know, working your way to something big. So it's pretty cool. I think that's the, that's the, that's my favorite part. I love looking at pictures from a year ago and being like, whoa. Yeah. That is, it, it is cool. Um, you just got to kind of figure out how to balance, you know, that just really slow roll to, you know, what do I need to do to scale up quicker. You know, there's a there's a there's a balance in there. And usually that balance comes when when that, you know, that account balance is, is zero <laughs> and, and that lending power is zero. <laughs> you know, you know, usually it kind of just makes you, you know, slow it down a bit yeah yep and there'd be times when you have to like you know it it was getting to you know getting to a point where you know when you're spending uh, especially if you're like spending on a if you're spending on a credit card or whatever you know you got you're gonna have there'll be times where you're gonna have to stop yourself and be like okay i you know you know you don't want to jump over the cliff you want to get right towards the edge and maximize the your spending power but not with not by sacrificing your profitability i i I agree the uh i was close to that cliff you know or or am now you know to where most of my money's tied up in inventory and in unavailable balances and my credit card bill is about to be due and i'm like god you know i just i just hate transferring money and stuff that you know, I know it's there somewhere, like it's either tied up in inventory or, or it's in a, unavailable balances. You know, you do, you have to kind of like, whoa, you got to kind of pull the reins a little bit and, and slow down before you do get, you know, too big for your britches, as we would but, say here in the South. Right. But think about, you know, you think about companies, they go on hiring freezes, they go on spending freezes. They, you know, they regularly do the same thing where, you know, depending on, you know, where they're at in the, you know, in the fiscal year, like there's, there's going to be times where they're going to be like, okay, let's cut discretionary spending. Let's cut, you know, uh, you know, hiring, let's cut these things. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's natural. Of course, we're doing it on an extremely small scale, but it's, you know, all levels of business, do, they do the exact same thing. You know, yeah. you don't want to over commit um, and get to a point where you're not able to pay your debts. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, you know, most resellers and, and most, and this is not to talk down on Amazon and eBay sellers because I am one of them. And this, this defines me too. Uh, most of us are running micro businesses, you know, if you will, you know, we're just kind of, we're going through the motions and you can see once people start building a real business, you know, they start doing the things like we talked about in, in previous episodes, you know, you get in your resale stuff, you get in your um, register with the state, you know, all that kind of stuff. Every step that you take to mimic a big company, 
is is what you really have to do to to level up in this business. You know, you really have to start. Um, you know, eventually we'll we'll have to start. You know, hiring employees and then you know sticking to the to the actual laws about employees and you know um, uh, workman's comp and all that kind of stuff. You know, just have to start doing all that kind of stuff and at some point you have to either you're going to treat this like a business or or you're just going to keep it a hobby but I, I think they all i think all of us kind of start in this micro business kind of realm yeah no i agree i agree but you know everything progresses you know i mean it's either going to impress or you're going to quit you know a lot of people quit it's just not for them that's fine you it's know. not easy. No, it's no, not. It's not easy. And some people make it harder on themselves, you know. And and I could go for days but about are, that. But, but are we talking more about a personality type? Or are we talking about, you know, people just, I think it's probably more of a personality type. Yeah. Well, you know, and, that, and, and some people will take, some people will blindly follow social media, um, figures and things like that and they'll be like okay well i'm gonna go to goodwill and buy you know 500 pounds of clothing and then they bring the clothing home and it's just like it'll just sit there that's like me i've got like a little bucket of clothing over here that i need to list and it's just our house stuff we don't buy clothing i i can't do it um but it's just kind of like our house stuff that we don't need anymore or or you know our personal clothing we don't need anymore right. and I, I just can't bring myself to to take the time to make two dollar i just can't i can't do it i'd much rather be you know something else it's just yeah it's just not me See, it is for some people some people make a lot of money off of it a lot of the you know i i would say the i think the majority of people now not majority but there's there's quite a few people that are pretty popular folks that do nothing but clothing or at least you know mostly clothing in their businesses and they make some good money at it but god it's a lot of freaking work Clothing is hard. And don't mm. get me, you know, and then you've got, you know, Poshmark, and I don't understand Poshmark, and that's my fault. I haven't even messed with it that much. But, you know, the the sharing, the time it comes, the, the time it consumes sharing your store and, and all that stuff, it becomes like a, you know, your 10th social network that you're joining. Right. Um, you know, so, so I don't know. Some people, the point is some people pick more difficult paths um, than others. Yeah. Sometimes you have to pick the easier path or the more, more profitable path, you know, sometimes which is not easier. Most of the time it's not easier, but um, that's a good point. You know, I've seen eBay and Amazon both uh, be able to be really profitable or really not profitable. And when I say profitable, I mean high profits. You know, you sell one item and you make 50 bucks versus you sell 10 items and you make 50 bucks. I would much rather sell one item. And it's much easier. It's, in my opinion, it's much smarter. But, you know, everybody's business plan is different. And it's tailored to their own, you know, goals and stuff. But to me, I'd rather sell a $200 item and make 50 bucks profit. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. No. Or, I mean, you know, think about it. You can go to, you can go to, you know, five Goodwills in one day 
and you could shop and you could buy all this clothing, all this clothing, and you know you can be making you know just a couple dollars on each piece, or you can be spending that time really looking for those like unique pieces that and and researching, you know the, these weird like I don't know this weird what's what's a weird thing that you found at Goodwill like Kuji, yeah. Well, that I mean that's but that's clothing, you know. I'm talking about like oh actually believe it or not i found a i'm gonna get it hold on it's an lsu lamp like an old school lsu lamp nice well you know in those anything that's sports related or has like you know especially college and things like that people just go crazy over it's still actually got the the goodwill tag on it let's see if we can get this Wow, that is cool. Engineer, nah, that's really cool. You pay three dollars for that. Yeah, I can't imagine how much you're gonna get on that. That's cool. yeah. Well, you know what? Even uh, even that I paid, even with paying two ninety nine, it doesn't matter because I have to list it. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, stuff like that's going to be really cool. I mean, could you imagine, uh, you know, uh, somebody graduating who's an engineer, you know, graduating with an engineer degree? I mean, that'd be, that'd be something cool for the office, you know? Yeah, it'd be really cool. Like, if I if I went to LSU and, and like you said, was an engineer, that would be yeah. awesome. I, I don't know. I'd probably list it 35, 40 bucks. Um, I don't remember there being any comps on it. It's pretty specific. Yeah, probably not. There's probably not a lot of them around. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So that was a that was a really cool lamp. Um. Okay, <laughs> I've got a confession, guys. I, I know a couple episodes ago, I said that you know I don't offer free returns on eBay. And what have you done? That's the question I keep asking myself. What have you done? I turned on free returns for all of my items. I think you'll like the returns that you're going to get on it. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, that was a pun. You didn't even laugh. Huh? That was a pun. You didn't even laugh at the pun. Oh, you had replay it. Go ahead. God, you've lost it now. I think Did I? Was it me? I you think sure? you're gonna like the return on your investment. So um I turned off <laughs> it was bad. You made it bad. Did I? Whatever. Did I? Anyway, so um <laughs> God, you got me thrown off now. Um, yeah, so I turned on free returns. I want, I, you know, I, I earned that fucking top seller. I earned that. How, have you, how long have you had it? Top seller? Yeah. A uh, couple months, months after I started selling, I guess. No. Nah. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was sometime last year, yeah. At least October. I just got it like two months ago. Got it back. No, just got it. What? I no. I think I was top rate seller for like maybe one month. 
but I could never get my late shipment rate. Under oh, I've never had a late shipment. Knock on wood. Yeah, I could never. Get I, I don't. Sh- let, let's be. Let's let's be honest here and transparent. I ship way less than you do. So like, it's probably my one to your one hundred. So it's not like it's really apples to apples. Well, even then, you think you would think the volume would make up for it, but I just, yeah, every once in a while, I just I don't know, couldn't you know, full time job couldn't make, couldn't get to the post office in time. Did you ever think about adjusting your handling time? No, only because I didn't want people to compare the delivery dates to other people and see that they could get it faster. Let me ask you this: Do you think? Okay, so two days is pretty much the standard now. Amazon set that, obviously, um, to where I think people are happy. You know, if it, if it's next day, uh, the, most people don't expect you to pay for shipping and to have it next day. Uh, but two days, three days, yeah. So do you think really anything over three days, they're really going to care if it's an extra day? I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what the item is and how fast you need it. I mean, if you're buying a toy for a birthday party, you're going to need it by a specific date. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are pretty cautious about it and be like, well, I don't want to chance it. Like, I want to make sure it gets here, you know, on time. And it could be a small percentage. I don't know. I just know that's the reason why I never changed it to two days. I always kept my handling at one. Man, we give out some really clear and concise information on this podcast. We do. We tell you guys exactly what to do down to the down to the T. Uh, so, yeah, that was weird. But no, you were pretty vague on what you were saying. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't notice. We, we uh, just we, okay, we can't so just here, guess at this stuff. We're here. supposed to be experts and gurus. No, we'll start over. I didn't want to change my handling time because I didn't want customers to think their item would get shipped later. And I didn't want them comparing my shipping times to other people's shipping times and going with other buyers. And I think that there's enough people who care about that extra day that would have made a difference in my sales. Maybe not, but I think it would have. That's why. And that's all that matters. Yeah, I can't. You know, shipping's everything now. I mean, every single customer, well, not every single customer, many customers expect free shipping. They don't want to pay. I, I, I expect free shipping. Um, yeah. That's just the Amazon effect. Wait, wait. You charge shipping almost everything you sell. No, that doesn't that, That's, yeah, because I'm making money off of it. And it's not almost everything. I have a lot of free shipping stuff, but I do. If it's over a pound, I generally pay. I generally charge shipping. If it's hold under, on, do you believe in ghosts? Don't freak me out. I just saw an orb. It may have been a. It may have been a speck of dust going in front of the, the camera. But are you guys watching on YouTube, or are you guys listening on Spotify or any other podcast app? Maybe you need to go over to YouTube and. And check out this episode because I'm pretty sure I just saw a ghost. It's probably a speck of dust, you idiot. <laughs> An orb. I saw. Well, thanks orb. for running that. Nobody's gonna come watch the video now. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna see this magical orb that passed by the watch. Screen. Watch. 
People will be like, holy shit. All right. How many how far are we in the episode? What minute? Way far. Fifty four minutes. Fifty four minutes. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll see this fucking orb. Anyways, and you know depending on how it gets cut up, that that might not exactly be that time. Yeah, you'll probably edit all all this crap out. Yeah. But most of the episode. Just your parts. You talk about me being vague and all this other crap. And then you pause the podcast to talk about an orb that was a speck of dust. People are going to see it. They're going to be talking about it. This shit's going to go viral. So I might as well bring it up. Okay. All right. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We talked about uh, two episodes ago on that. Let me get my words right. Keeping an eBay listing open, even though you have sold out of it, to preserve your rank uh, or or your your views and your watchers and all that kind of good stuff that eBay looks for to uh, to rank your your item in the the listings search results. Excuse me. Did we ever figure out how to do that? <laughs> Yeah, so here's here's and here's how you do it. I'll, I'll kind of go over this just a second. Um, so it's it's called the enable out of stock function on your uh, on your eBay account, and I'll I'll screen share real quick, and you can if you want, you can take a picture of this, um, and this is from the eBay support page, and it just kind of gives you you know how to enable this out of stock feature. Log into your store, go to site preferences, um, and then from site preferences, sell your item, uh, form, and listings. And then on here, it says use the out-of-stock option. Always have this checked. So that's what, what this means is that when your item, go when once you sell the last item on your listing, your listing won't li- disappear. So if it's something that you're going to be buying again or if you think in the future that you're going to have more of these all you have to do is just click on this listing hit revise and then just add the quantity and then boom it's automatically back automatically back up and the cool thing is is it also keeps your sold uh history and that's like the main thing because you know if if you if you're selling a phone charger and you've sold like 2500 of these things and you run out of stock, well, that that history of that 2,500 sold won't go away. So you once you um, once you restock this, revise your item, add your quantity, it's gonna it's gonna pop up and it's gonna have that history on there. So you really don't lose anything. This is this is huge. Um, it, you need to do this um, now, even if it's something that you're probably not gonna sell again. And I'll get, I'll tell you why. Um, say for instance, you, you sell a VCR, um, a used VCR from Goodwill and you send it and the customer says, Oh, I don't want it anymore. And they return it. Well, there's, there's a little bit more difficulty relisting it, especially if you're requesting a final value fee credit. Cause there's, there's some bugs on eBay's website that won't allow you to relist it right away. Um, simply because you're waiting on those on the the days to get your your final value fee credit you're ready you're trying to get the item back in stock 
or back to your physical location. It's just super easy to just click on the link, add the quantity, and hit submit, and you're good to go. So just um, add a quantity of one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the other thing is also if you're if you've got customers that you're like like they buy it, they don't pay for it, and you just know that they're not going to pay for it. You can go ahead and put you know just add the quantity back onto that listing and 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 you're good to go and you're you're you don't have to you won't lose any potential sales because of a bidder being uh pesky pesky that was a very political way to say that yeah well there's nothing there's, there's really not a whole lot that's more annoying than someone that's you know it buys an item and doesn't pay for it well it, you know buys a unique item and it completely it takes the listing off of e well it it takes it from people being able to view it and one of the other cool things is that people can still see these listings in the solds so for instance let's say for instance i'm selling a gun part right and normally i sell these i buy these for five dollars and i sell them for 20 and i run out of stock customers can still find your listing they can still find it in the solds and yeah. so if they're looking for somebody who who if, who can give them this item i've had multiple people email me be like hey when are you getting back in stock you know, and so I can keep those people on a list and, and when it's time, when I get that stuff back, I just send them a link to the, to the, uh, listing and, and they buy it. Yeah. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about, uh, we're at just over an hour now. Um, according to this before any edits, don't, uh, this has to do with eBay picture taking. Okay. One of the things you don't want to do on eBay is make your pictures look too good. You don't want to use a filter, you know, that that really distorts the color or, you know, distorts the way something looks as far as defects. You want to kind of steer away from stuff like that because you really want to represent this this product as accurately as possible to that buyer. That buyer is going to get this thing and you know, I've seen people you know, that complain about buyers that, you know, said, well, this item's not, not as described or whatever, you know, and you look at their pictures and you're like, well, you know, I, I kind of don't really blame that buyer because technically your pictures look amazing. You know, your pictures look uh, new without tags and really, you know, you, you kind of filtered out the defects uh, and take pictures of the defects you know if something has a defect please take a picture of it because you will save yourself money and hassle in the long run yeah you're kidding yourself if you think they're going to overlook it but i think one of the bigger things with the filters is if you're selling clothing you're going to change the color of the item i mean that's like the worst thing especially if it's like there's like a, there's like that blue versus purple yeah. green and dark green and light green and teal and it's like you can really screw up you know somebody's perception of an item by messing with filters so um you know color especially for dresses and things like that you want to make sure it's a, the most true to life you can make it you know hold hold up your picture against your actual item do the do the colors match yep yep exactly because they're going to get it and it's just going to come right back to you but, you yeah, know. and you're going to be mad 
And it's not necessarily going to be the buyer's fault. It's going to be your fault. And you're going to be mad at yourself because you're stupid. And vivid filter though, you know, if you're going to use a filter and I I don't, I don't know if this is great for clothing because I don't mess with it. But the I would vivid, say probably not. Yeah, I, I probably not because it does brighten things up. But the vivid filter on your iPhone is like the number one filter to use when taking pictures of electronics and and hard. Where'd you work. learn that? That's a good tip. <laughs> I learned that from uh, an online personality. I hear you. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's awesome. I think the best part about it is that. You know, when you're when you have a white background, it'll eliminate some of the shadows on that white background and some of the dust and blemishes that are on it. Uh, it'll eliminate a lot of that. So, yeah, it's very and helpful. Another thing, too, and I learned this from Wade's Ventures uh, YouTube channel. If you have an iPhone, I don't know how it works on the Android, but if you have an iPhone and you're taking a picture of it and you got your phone there. Well, if you tap on the item, it brings up this little box. And that box, I believe, brings the focal point to that part of the picture. Well, right next to that, when you tap on it, there will be a little slider. And you slide that, slide your finger up, and it will bring the white, I guess it may be the white balance. It, it brings the the brightness up of your background to the point to where you you can't, it looks like you did, you know, one of those cutout apps where, you know, the background is just super bright white. And you can't even tell it's a background, really. That that's one of the number one photo tips that that I've found thus far. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Good tips, good tips. Yeah, that's all we're about here at the Reseller Collab Podcast. Just the tips. Just the tip. Uh, I did have. Hold on. What a great podcast name. Are you kidding me? That would have been a great name. Just the tips, like. Are you kidding me? You know I had this this idea. Just the tips. I even said it. Yes, no, you didn't. I don't believe you. I we're gonna. Have to I break. have a video. If I steal and I, it was one of my first Instagram videos. I never put it out, but it was called Just the Tip. Nice. Where we gave you, but just I didn't the know tip. about that. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you or told you about it. Just the tips. It's that's an excellent idea. Don't steal it. I don't know why you said say it plural. Our tips are not going to be anywhere near each other. Yes, but they will Unless be we're sword fighting, of course. They will be receiving the tips. Huh. This has gotten really bad. Yeah, this went into a weird, so weird episode, zone. Episode six in the books. Is it? I'm pretty sure. That we have more to talk about, but I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm never sure about much. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Go ahead. It's late. Yeah, it's midnight. Blaming it on that. God, is it really? Okay, yeah. one last thing. Uh, so everybody knows about brick and mortar stores closing. Bunch of them across the country, right? So when these stores close, they they do closeout sales um, and, you know, they mark stuff down in increments all the way up to like 90 percent. So if you can find out about these uh, closings, you know, before they're actually gone, that, that you have you have a leg up. So 
I'm trying to remember who. I don't think I'm going to remember. I have no idea who showed us this tip or showed me this tip. Just the tip. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit most of this. (laughs) It's gotten really bad. It's bad. It's so bad. Okay. So I don't know who showed this to me, but you can set a Google alert for whatever search terms you want. So say the term blue and ocean and fiat show up on the same news story or or search result, it will send you an email and say, hey, you know, these three search terms were found in this article and this article and this article. So what you can do is for store closings, you can put in store closings and then your area. So I set a Google alert for store closings, Louisiana. So anytime there is a a story that shows, you know, store closing and Louisiana, it will send me an email. Those emails are very valuable. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I didn't even know that you could even do that. I didn't either. I didn't either until until I found it. I really wish I, w- I would have remembered who who gave that tip out so I could give them credit because that was, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with like Facebook Marketplace. You can set alerts for when things match your description. Like you set alerts like for VCRs or electronics or whatever, and you get notifications every time those things pop up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to do a lot of that this afternoon. You're, you're taking this afternoon. You're taking, uh, yeah, because it's the next day. We've, we, we, it is 12:08 a.m. Therefore, this afternoon. So many years, so many years I put up with this shit. Um. Yeah. So basically, you're you're taking out. It, it's. It's another thing that comes up the longer you're in business. You find ways to make things easier. The more things you can make easy, the more time you have to dedicate to those harder tasks, those more labor-intensive, time-intensive tasks. Uh, That's it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the name of the game. Free up as much time as possible until you don't have to work at all. Yeah, people make the or money work for very you. little. Have people make money for you. Read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. It will teach you. All right. That's tough. Good episode, man. I think it was. <laughs> I was very skeptical about this being a good one. Yeah, I, I really was. I, I you know. Sometimes I, you're just not in the mood. And I and I think, you know. You know, for those of you who are actually listening or watching this, there was a lot that's been edited out, and it was a lot of trash and a lot of garbage. So you're only getting the best. You're getting the best tip. You're getting the biggest and best tip. So we're going to have to edit that out, too. But, yeah, whatever. And there's a ghost. We talk about spiders, ghosts, and making money. It's a pretty cool podcast, if you ask me. I mean, you can't really compare it. Oh, and Creeper Vans, which you didn't talk about. Molester Vans. Is that offensive? 
No, I don't know what's offensive anymore. It's cringeworthy, but it's it's not offensive, and not, at least not to me. But there's still offensive money. There's very little that is offensive to you. Let's be honest. And yeah. Me. yeah. Yep. That's it. But so yeah. Good talking to you. I wish I could say the same. Have a good night, sir. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye.